show. Hello and welcome to Slash Dupe, the mysterious movie pitching podcast with a twist. I'm joined today by my Slash Dupe regulars and co-hosts Dan and Ryan. And traditionally on Slash Dupe, you hear two pitches before the break and one afterwards. Uh, one person at the table's the dupe, uh, they improvise their idea at the end, yada yada, you get the deal. Normally we go around, we have a guest, but today you're in for a special treat. So today's episode, we thought that we are rubbing shoulders with consent to the May Day bank holiday. And that made us think at Slash Dupe, you know, here, I'm sure you do at home as well, you, we think about words, titles, we think about, about them differently now since we've been on the, on the podcast. So we were thinking of the term May Day, and we wondered what it evoked in the three of us initially. So I just want to say, any plans for the May Day Bank Holiday, Ryan, Dan, how are you guys doing? Welcome. Before we tell everyone at home the format of today's episode, how, how are you guys doing? Yeah, doing good. In, enjoying bank holidays and May Day holidays and everything like that as they, uh, as they come and they go. It's an extra day to put your feet up and sit indoors. I'm going to try and get out. Oh. I'm actually going to try and do something. Um, for those of you who've been keeping up to date with Slash Dupe, my wife has finished her MA now. <laughs> she doesn't listen to this, so congratulations, but um, <laughs> you're never going to know. Yeah, congratulations. Um, congratulations, she's done very well. Um, but we've been sat indoors with pandemic and working, so I think we're going to try and um, go out. Mm. We did these amazing things called the treasuretrails.co.uk, yeah, sponsorship there, <laughs> and they take you for walks around local areas by looking at things and like solving a murder based based on what you see um so That's we might cool. do one of those they're brilliant yeah yeah that was well, more information than you were hoping for <laughs> no no I, it's nice <laughs> normally when we have a guest we have to give them the space now it's our turn it's our time it's, it's our dan's own. time to talk and i love it um <laughs> well yeah i mean so we just figured we always let May Day pass, right? We always let the May Day bank holiday pass, and we think of the word May Day. It has a lot of different connotations, and we never actually uh, dig into it. We don't ever actually dig into any of the holidays that we have, particularly in the UK. We have plenty of them. There are many religious holidays. There are many uh, non-denominational holidays. Um, and we started to think of the words for them, the titles, the, the names for them. We started to think, okay, um, well some of these could be slash dupes. And I don't know about you, but like I started to think that everything could be a slash dupe after a little while. Um, <laughs> but particularly with May Day, um, we thought, okay, so for today's episode, let's each of us take five holidays uh, from, uh, I assume it's the UK, although I'm going to be surprised because I don't know what Ryan and Dan have. Um, five holidays, and we would rapid fire each person will give their five and would rapid fire within one or two minutes, come up with a, uh, not maybe longer than a log line. If any of you have been listening, a log line is one or two sentences to describe uh, the film. Um, maybe a synopsis, brief synopsis, maybe a paragraph or two. Short, just a, short, a short three acts, maybe. Yeah, yeah, just a couple of, yeah, like if you know anything mm. by us, there's no such thing. Just a short, um, a short Shakespearean five acts. You know? <laughs> yeah, a uh, couple, of, couple of actors... Maybe the ending, maybe a sequel, you know, just just a handful of details as we see them. Um, we've never really done anything like this before, so who knows whether we'll all align and agree, whether one we'll person do will it again. find out. Yeah, or we'll ever do it again. Whether this will be the last episode <laughs> of Slash Deep ever. Um, so who knows how it's going to work. But I I believe, because um, I have no ownership over, the, over any of these, I just like the first five. I think I'll 
in a moment I'll start um, and then I don't mind who wants to pick it up um, after that so um, so yeah I, I if, just before we jump into that um, I think it's worth discussing May Day itself so when I think of May Day I don't actually think of what you know you might uh, I suppose some people might be drawn immediately to the um, uh, the the call the radio call uh, May Day um, but I for some reason I think of Led Zeppelin we talked about this briefly before we jumped on as well <laughs> I don't know why but I think I, I, I think I watched one of their uh, sort of live and movie hybrid films um, I can't remember what it was called but Led Zeppelin are huge they were huge proponents of like of folk and they sort of had this weird sort of prog rock and folk blend which I think is what made them so iconic and special um, you'll also note like if you've listened to any of their albums about four on every album is about Lord of the Rings it's about Middle Earth so like they were way ahead of their time these were cool people that liked <laughs> nerdy shit before nerdy shit became cool right so um, I have a real deep respect and love for that that sort of thing so for some reason I think about the Maypole I think about folk but instead of going even towards films like The Wicker Man um, or even um, more recently Midsummer. Um, I go towards Led Zeppelin, and I and I don't know if maybe any someone at home can tell me why. For some reason, when I think of May Day or or, or the May Day Bank Holiday, I think of of prog rock, British prog rock, um, and I don't. I honestly don't have anything further to add. Um, but that's just. <laughs> but but something stirs that feeling in me, and I think that's 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 what May Day brings to me. And we're not going to do a slash dupe on the title May Day. Um, Although we might at the end, if we if all of the rest of our other fifteen ideas are terrible, um, but that's just those are just my initial thoughts on May Day. So I don't know if when you heard of it, uh, when you heard the word May Day, you were sort of sparked off in your mind. I don't know where you, where either of you went. I mean, I I, I went yeah, as you said, I went to the the calling. You know, like Croydon represent. That's where it comes from. It comes from Croydon Airport, which doesn't exist anymore, but it was a uh, coined for a, a phrase to sort of the links because a lot of French flights flew out of uh, from Croydon to, to France, to Paris. So it was it's, a it's phrase, It's going to be more phrase. miserable coming back, isn't it? That's all right going from <laughs> Croydon to Paris. But when you go from like Paris oh, back to Croydon, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a terrible return flight. And we live in Croydon, so we can say that, right? I mean, uh, yeah, but you're talking like, you know, way back when. When the, you know there wasn't as much knife crime, or maybe there was, but it's still, it was still the ends, bruv. It's still the ends. <laughs> it's still you're it's not going to go from like Paris to Whitgift Centre, you know that's not <laughs> a good transit. But but yeah, I love I love Croydon. We, I, I mean, like I would but... I would assume May Day would be like it, it would be an interesting um, sort of like a psychological horror uh, of like a ship going down and them having to like and slowly sinking but there's still like a full crew in there so, you so this still is have so to like this is a man out. who's been reading about mayday whilst i was just doing my intro and didn't hear the bit where i said we're probably not going to do a slash dupe for the title yeah. mayday yeah so he's, but, uh, he's just worked I, I, up i made, I made my own up pitch. you know <laughs> that's, i just that's i couldn't cool, help man. it listen i'm, I'm conditioned on the back foot now i'm conditioned to, even today aren't you yeah i'm conditioned to when I sit in front of this mic, in front of you two, to just pitch. That's it. That's all I do. bell that we ring. <laughs> yeah. The bell that we ring, and he salivates at the yeah. end. Yeah. I am. Um, when I think, when I hear Mayday, I think um, Morris dancers. Right. So, 
that would be where my film it would probably be a Netflix documentary if we were going to do that. That's where I would think a Mayday into like you know like they did Cheer, yeah. but like for Mayday, Morris dancers. I could stand like... to learn a little bit more about Morris dancing. Yeah, isn't it to do with like uh... only three parts, maybe three part documentary? It's actually a combat. I think it was. It was. I, I mean, someone can completely correct me on this, but I believe it's like going through combat movements. Morris dancing. Oh, it's, it's, it can't. It, it can't be. I don't do want to. I, I don't like want to shame anyone the... in Morris dancers. So you know, I've already like. I think I spoke to someone the other day and shamed them about using the ukulele. I don't want to add it to my list is of things. Like, that, is it like that, capoeira, that, you know. where it's like it's disguised, <laughs> yeah. it's disguised as yeah. a dance, disguised as a dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just no, no. We're not. We're not planning an uprising. We're just. Um, <laughs> we're just doing a dance here, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah like peasant uh, yeah, yeah, and if you like, cool, 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 yeah. don't worry about it. Kick him in the shit. I mean, kick him in the. Kill the lord. Oh no, not that one. <laughs> oh man, I, I, if there isn't a Morris dancer or a Morris t- music type sting slash deep sting at the end of this this section, I'll be most disappointed. I mean, that that probably won't happen. <laughs> but you know, I appreciate it all the same. Maybe someone at home, someone can send us uh, one in uh, or educate us on um, on Morris dancing. <laughs> that was Ryan's pitch for Mayday. Dan's pitch for Mayday. I didn't pitch mine. <laughs> But that's okay. It doesn't matter. I didn't even know we were doing it, so that's all right. Do you, um, do you, want, me to, do you want me to try and give a give a summary? Uh, give uh, should give a Sean style summary of Mayday. No, I'm not. No, I'm, I don't want to leave it behind in the past. I'm not happy with this. I'm not happy. Okay, with well, this. you want you want to no pitch? No one should hear the rules. You know, I uh, we're <laughs> all over gone, the place. We've gone Mayday crazy. We've mm. gone Mayday crazy. No, I think what we need to do is we need to we need to park that. We need to move on and circle back to it at the end. I, I right. want to give. Deal. I want to give. Um, the two of you and myself really because I haven't got any ideas for this um, I want to go for the uh, the first of my five seasonal titles so I'm mm-hmm. going to go for a nice easy one okay you ready first one yeah. is Bank Holiday mm. it's a it's a comedy about um, uh, bank theft maybe these yeah. thieves um realize that everyone on a bank holiday goes on holiday uh-huh. and no one's thought of this before so mm-hmm. that's the perfect day to rob a bank and and the um, twist is that they rob the entire the only way to take this whatever they need out of there is to rob the entire bank so they have to literally lovely. take it from the foundations the whole bank the whole thing this off. also happens on their bank holiday and they're not robbers usually they're like a bunch of sort of middle-aged uh people um, having their day off, they're all overworked and they're just trying to make their... I love it. You know, so they have to deal with their own bank holidays, like going home and being with the in-laws oh, or the dealing with their time. kids they mow the lawn because the weather's bank. good. So like they're praying exactly. the weather's bad so they don't have to go home and do the... Can I, can I yeah. throw this in? So a long time ago, I worked at Tesco's and I met... Pro- and I worked with probably the nicest people I've ever worked with in my life and, and did like a abs- absolutely the hardest job, the hardest I've ever worked in my life as well. Um, there was not one person that was like alike to any other person there and that was what made it amazing so how about these people work in a massive sort of superstore type thing you can pluck one person out of the you know the butcher's counter one person out of there who works in the warehouse one person you know who's on produce like everybody has a different makeup and a different build and they all you know have different lives but they come so so they're all you know working for the man um and they just get that one bank holiday off where they've all and they all have to rotor it off as well, so it's like even more suspicious. So like maybe the poster is their work rotor, and they're all Love off it. on the bank holiday. 
So they're the suspects and the suspect list is maybe next to it. So it's like a twist on the usual suspects, but with a, a sort of Tesco work rotor and, uh, and a, a sort of police uh, lineup. Brilliant. That was, that was all right, wasn't it? Um, yeah. All right. Um, listen, I'm genuinely sold on that. That's a great idea. I'm completely <laughs> and utterly disappointed that, that we've got to do, uh, you know, 14 more and not make that instead. Um, okay. The next one, simple as you like, two out of five pancake. Hmm. It is sorry, Ryan. I'm on it today. Yeah, go for <laughs> it. Go for I, it. I've had no sleep. This is what happens. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, pancake is also what they used to call um, old uh, makeup. They used to put pancake oh. on your face. So it's a documentary um, looking into um, sort of the old style of maybe Commedia dell'arte or something like that, um, and the development of that. Um, mm-hmm. In, but a look at maybe one of the famous clowns of the time um, and the sadness of their life or the happiness of their life and how it interacts with. And always the, obviously the the poster is half a face of makeup yeah, and half not a face. And the, the half that's painted is smiling and the other half isn't. It's sad, yes, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or or you'd even you'd have another poster next to it that twisted that around, wouldn't you? So the clown yeah. is painted crying and the person is Or smiling. a holographic. Yeah poster that changes depending on where you look like i mean we may have already talked about this in slash dupe but ryan and i have always remember those the matrix reloaded posters on the tube yeah, where they, they went brilliant. from one to the other he's putting on his glasses and went into the matrix like if if i could get hold of one of those my life would be complete and if mm-hmm. i saw it on ebay a long time ago didn't have the money obviously because it's ludicrous but yeah one of those and you see the posters i can see it now on the tube and it's like and i feel i'm feeling lots of um those posters like, sort of died a death, haven't they? You don't really see them that much nowadays, do you? No. Yeah. Sort of like... It's online. Yeah. Online. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Right. Um, on that sad note, I'm also going to go for number three. That's very good. Thank you, Dan. Um, I also sort of like... I'm, I'm feeling the, um, you know, the sort of tactile nature of lots, or lots of archive footage, you know, as well. Yeah, exactly. Know? Exactly. Um, right. So my th- three out of five, um, I have an idea. I have one... <laughs> I have one word to describe what I sort of would like you guys to come up with when I come up when I tell you this. So the title is Platinum Jubilee. Um, I think stripper. Now that's that's just me when I hear Platinum Jubilee. I know people obviously think about the Queen. Um, mm. it says a lot about you, Sean, doesn't it? No, 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 no. Here, no. here you go. You mix both ideas, right? It is a stripper who dresses like the Queen. So they're like, and it's it's for like. So like me and Sean always like crack a joke like oh god bless you mom god bless you mom god save the queen and like you know like, he's like very incredibly English that goes people. and visits certain dignitaries or certain people. I know no, I don't think it's dignitaries. Of... It's for like people. It's for like the patriotic people, and it's she's like a joke stripper. Like the queen turns up, but then and then she whips the kit off, and she's like not at you know like whatever. See, so I she's just wearing like a big dress. To, so I thought it'd be interesting to examine. Um, and, and I'm happy f- to go with your idea, Ryan, of course, but I thought it would be happy. It'd be interesting to examine uh, sort of the nature of being a royalist in this, this society, the echoes of why the royal family was important, how, how it is now by using the different pockets of society, including like, let's say, um, uh, you know, we're children of immigrants whose who's children. So our grandparents are incredibly sort of patriotic and, and incredibly sort of pro monarchy right because that's the nature of certain immigrants so also then you have government and military and other sorts of things so then you have this stripper 
meet all of these different people. They pay for the covert service and she goes to see them as the queen and they play out a sort of royalist fantasy. It doesn't matter that, about the age or anything. It's just the action and the, the dress and the pomp and circumstance of it. And you get to see Britain's changing ideas about the monarchy through this one stripper. But and that's because I like to make the, everything. And then she meets the actual queen at the end and they have a strip off. Yeah. And it yes. turns out the queen's an actual amazing pole dancer. She spends all that time waving. She's got excellent forearm strength through the flagpole. All right. I can't take that away from you. That's a great idea. Um, all right. Well, how about this? Number four then. And I'm going to tell you one word as well when I think of this. I'm going to go with epiphany. And my one word is stripper. So I don't know what it is about these holidays. What is going on? Sean's, Sean's super That's a crack at the they're cricket. They're cracking names for strippers. That's all. If you're gonna if you're gonna be a stripper, I don't know. I mean, it's perfectly legal. If you're gonna be a stripper, call yourself Platinum Jubilee or call yourself Epiphany. They're amazing names. And just and then that, Sean just... will probably hire you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, uh, but Epiphany, like the idea of the, mm. of having an Epiphany, see, seems to me like a, a new Sherlock, like this oh, um, person that has. And maybe, maybe it's um, a woman who has, for all, all the times, been put down like women's intuition, whatever, mm. blah, 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 mm. blah, blah. But she actually genuinely does have these epiphanies. But it's because she's as intelligent as a Sherlock, but because she has to live with a woman in a man's... We can put it back in the yeah, 70s yeah, yeah. or 80s, right? She's Where she hysterical. has to pretend it's women's, women's yeah, intuition. Yeah, yeah. I've had an epiphany. But actually, she's just vastly more intelligent yeah, yeah. than so all the men. So she plays on, the on game in this incredible way yeah. that allows her to to get what she wants in life without having to sort of appear a particular way she just is a particular way i always find that fascinating yeah. isn't it the difference between um like i watched mad max free road again the other day absolutely uh, tremendous film i've forgotten how absolutely tremendous mad max free road is um and the character like charlie theron's character in furiosa just incredibly like the, the 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 perfect example of a strong female character. I hate even using the phrase "strong strong female character" that it even has to be isolated from anything. But but um, there's everything. There's all shades in Charlize Theron, right? Her character in that movie, absolutely every shade that a man would traditionally get in an action movie, um, and more so. Um, and Max plays second fiddle to her, which is and actually saves her, which is an interesting sort of twist. But anyway, this is not Fury Road, um, but. The, the, but what, by, by that extension, I'm interested in, um, you know, for example, uh, a p appearing like uh, a feminist and acting like a feminist, um, appearing and acting like a feminist, or not appearing and not acting like a feminist. I think, like, you can mm -hmm. always act like something and you can be like something, and I'm fascinated by the, the differences uh, of anything, not just feminism, of course, anything. Um, and so I think it would be interesting to see a character that like she doesn't have to act super intelligent like Sherlock and be a sort of knob. Like Sherlock's a knob, right? No one wants to be yeah. Sherlock either, which is quite interesting. Um, you sort of want to be Watson, right? Um, so, uh, so yeah, I'm quite interested in, uh, in that as a notion. So yeah, okay, that's, that's way more, um, I don't know what, Ryan's doing some sort of hand gesture. To make it, so you've got like the one side where you want a really like serious... Um, monster of the week crime drama about a, about a woman, right? Um, but instead, on the other side, you've got Epiphany, who is oh, it's just women's intuition. But secretly, she's getting an angel to tell her everything in it. She's got an angel there, so you mix the two, you mix the two, right? So you got the Epiphany to wow. do with all of the 
religious stuff and then an epiphany of an idea and it's actually just like because the angel can go through walls and be like oh look the killer's got a secret murder room and then she's like oh i wonder if they've got i've just had a thought and then there you go yeah but does that it's not wacky. derail the entire point of the of the thing then she's not having her own agency right she's but the point yeah no, no of course that's the two ideas isn't it so you take that in and then the i see I, yes. and then okay, i'd be the enough. Yeah, I'd be the um, ABC producer or going like, would go, right, we really want one of these sorts of shows. Oh, it's real good, but c- could you do it with an angel? And then like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would okay, be yeah. the. That's Shout not funny enough. Character from uh, from Blood and Song, a one shot. The show <laughs> must go on. Um, <laughs> Mondays at uh, eight pm on Twitch. Uh, yeah, so I, I think what you do is you do like a. Oh, I was about to give it away. Then I actually don't want to. I was about to say it. Anyone who's seen Battlestar will know what I'm talking about. Um, but. You just have the person right go right up to the end of the of the season and then disappear. She was an angel all along. That's the uh, <laughs> that's that's how that's how you have your cake and eat it. Oh, um, yeah, that's true. Right, are you ready for my fifth and final? It's what just before you do that, I think yeah. that's genuinely what's going to happen uh, when Darren Brown dies. He's going to be like, <laughs> "J.K., I was a wizard the whole time." Okay, and just like. <laughs> yeah. And then and then just disappear, and then we'll never see him again. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, uh, I have uh, one final one that I sort of, when I hear it or when I see it, I can only think of one thing. And it's I wonder really what that is going to be. <laughs> it does, now you say that, it does sound like a stripper's name, but it's Ash Wednesday. Um, All right, it's about a stripper. No. <laughs> I, for some reason, when I hear Ash Wednesday, I think some sort of punk comic book. Some sort of punk comic book, I, female punk so it's comic funny book you, character. You me- it's funny you mentioned comic book because I thought it would be like, you know, we have Bloody Sunday. Mm. Um, so the, what if it's like that is like a, a superhero event, like where like a, a superhero goes Nova. Like it, I think that happens in it happens in, in Civil War, right? That's the whole in mm. the comic book of Civil War. That's the whole predication to it being like it is. But um for them like creating the superhero accords or whatever it's called but that that sort of thing like a superhero goes supernova kills a bunch of like turns a whole bunch of people to ash and then that is it's sort of known as ash wednesday although now i'm saying that it's just civil war so uh, no, i no, but, i, uh, yeah, no, I, I like surrender that. the rest it, of my time no because <laughs> in co- in comic books they they nick that don't they they love it to be like her name's wednesday and it happened on a wednesday like they just love to pile things on so you would have her be called wednesday um and ash wednesday yeah is the is the date that this superhero went nova and killed like um you know an entire sort of but they don't handle that in the movies or anything they really it happens and one kid survives and she gets named ash wednesday ah yeah that's good nice okay let's take it further it's an origins thing um and she's the only survivor from pompeii Ooh. Nice. And then and then it's like a survival film of like what happens immediately after Pompeii. Is that what you're saying? Like No, she's no, so we 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 we're sort of a hundred years in the future and she's like an a superhero. Ah, but okay. it's her origin story. Yeah, so it could be like a survival story, how she survives out of Pompeii, but it's because That's like the she survived act Pompeii or because the she's first. a superhero. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. She doesn't know that. So that eruption as well was some kind of cosmic force, right? It, well, it's, it ends up being the it ends up being the big baddie, right? Is the person yeah. that like erupted Vesuvius. out of the volcano? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, Ves- of course, it's of course called Vesuvius. Called Vesuvius. Yes, yes. 
Um, and um, yeah, that's good. But it's hun- Vesuvius it's like was it's the name of the mountain. Time. It was yeah, the name yeah. of the man. <laughs> no, they, yeah, they're looking at they're looking at the walls, and they're like, but Vesuvius is supposed to be the mountain. Why does this figure look like a man? Twinkle, twinkle, <laughs> twinkle, all fade out, and like, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great idea. I love it. So, like, yeah, the first third is like this mother trying to escape Pompeii with her child, and it's like, you know, all that sort of stuff, the sort of Wonder Woman-y type intro. Um, and mm-hmm. then we skip forward, and it's, yeah, and they have their climactic battle at the end. Where would it be? You can't have it at the... I don't, you, you want to be, like, obvious. This is the thing about superhero movies. You have to be really obvious and really not obvious at the same time. It's like... You, yeah. so Listen, what is... And for those of you at home listening, I'm making a mountain out of my mm-hmm. hands. What is the opposite of a mountain... I know what you're thinking. Valley. Marianas Trench. Oh, that is good. Nice. So they yeah, so right. Vesuvius' oh, heat and power manages to dry the ocean down to the Mariana yes. Trench. And there's a wall of ocean and all of the detritus and nasty shit that they including like I you will know, I will body. cause a volcano to, to, to erupt in the smallest point of the of the earth, splitting it in half. Actually, he, to- power. He, to- <laughs> he totally would do that because there are so many like volcanoes yeah. under the ocean, right? And stuff yeah. like that. And that's, that's, that's perfect. Oh, I love it. I love this splitting, idea. Splitting the earth and bringing the core <laughs> to the surface. Why does he sound like Krang or whatever from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? brilliant. He'd have to have like... <gasps> Rocksteady, <gasps> Bebop, where are you? Vesuvius. <laughs> Like the uh, no, I quite like I like the Krang idea. I think <laughs> it would, I, I, I would like Vesuvius to almost. I'd like Vesuvius to. He'd definitely be played by a character that has a lisp because he'd just be like spitting. Oh, that's good. Magma out of his yeah, mouth yeah, yeah. the entire time. Oh, I like, sort of like you know actually... when, when you know when people anthropomorphize spiders and they sort of like have a <laughs> when they talk, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. or snakes. <laughs> yeah, but he'd be like spitting magma the entire time he talked. That'd be quite cool good love it so do oh my god so what well, i have to pick my favorite and of uh, and summarize it of the do five we all, should we had. all pick a favorite and summarize it or well i mean i all the people at home are groaning and di- and hoping that that, that yeah. you don't have to hear three this is going to be waffle. over soon so um <laughs> yes yeah, go on you go, go on you know so yeah, it was your it was your list you get to choose your list we get your favorite i don't know man um if if you want my honest opinion i can't remember that's what happens when you rattle Good. through five ideas. Um, I I liked all the ideas, um, obviously, uh, but there's something awesome about Ash Wednesday. I can't. I, I love it. I know it's dumb, right? And I know it sounds completely stupid, but it's exactly the sort of thing that that you would see on. You know, it might be made by a lesser director. Instead of summarizing it, I will. I will try and imagine maybe an extra detail or two. So, okay. Don't you understand, Ash? The only reason you survived Pompeii is because you are my daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. So we need we need an actress or an actor rather for uh, for Wednesday. Um, And we need uh, a director to direct this this wreck Zack Snyder and it's going to be in 4-3 <laughs> so 4-3 and uh, it would be need? Hugo no, Weaving be will play Vesuvius put, put vertically so it's like a phone it's oh, like you so can it's watch like it on a, your phone right? it's also so it look, it's as tall as a volcano yes mm. yeah you know, because the only a, way you know he was out scouting like the only way he could put a volcano on screen like the only way he knew how was to just yeah. go vertical yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. that's amazing. It's the way forward. Yeah. yeah, I think Hugo Weaving for um, Vesuvius. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, and who are we going to go for Wednesday? It would be Sean's favourite Greek actress, wouldn't it? Old. Uh, um... Oh, from Statlets Flats. Yeah. <laughs> She gets a, she gets a lot of mention in this show. She does, Do you know doesn't she? I, mean? I know. Like, we like... should probably get her on as a guest. <laughs> it's a bit of overkill, if you ask me. No, I, I like her, but you need somebody, ba- you need somebody a little bad. Oh, she's not coming on now, is she? <laughs> so that's it. No, she's really? too good. She's too good. You don't want to. Okay, you don't okay. want her. I, she wouldn't blow. Who's the Who's the um, woman that plays Enola Holmes in the new? Yeah. Thing? She All right. Bobby Millie Brown. Bobby Brown. Bring in the crowd yeah. from. Oh, is it Millie Bobby Brown? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, she also yeah. gets a lot of mention on this podcast. She gets we a lot of mention as well. Yeah. Okay. She'd be cracking in this as Ash Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. she would. Um, and it's her first attempt at like doing a slightly Roman accent, and people are like, "Oh, you know, I thought she did a good job. You know, maybe she should have gone okay. for a British accent, but you know, a bit of a weird Italian-y accent." Um, yeah. Okay, that's that's I, I'm I'm comfortable with that. Now we need a director. Now we need like a like a latter day Paul W S Anderson, right? Because he did Pompeii, he did Event Horizon, he did Resident Evil. Oh, what about? Uh... Justin Lin, Fast and Fast and Furious films. Yeah, yeah, yes. definitely. Because he also did the third Star Trek, and I didn't think a Star Trek film, Star Trek Beyond, could be worse than Into Darkness, and it was. So like that. So he, so he's perfect for this. This is his next logical step after like the next Fast and Furious, or whatever. That's that's fucking good. I'm I'm proud of that, by the way. So I'm glad I picked Ash Wednesday. So yeah, that's Ash Wednesday, um, the uh, comic book. Next big comic book movie by Disney, probably. Uh, so my turn then, mm-hmm. my five, um, which I've been thinking about for quite a while now. Um, really uh, spent a lot of time mm-hmm. uh, coming up with these ones. Okay. Uh, and the first one I'm going to go with is Solstice. Hmm. Could, could it be like the sequel to or the prequel to Midsummer? No, you mentioned. I know we've mentioned like Morris dancing in Midsummer earlier as well, but see now I like, genuinely haven't had the courage to watch it yet. I bought like the director's cut because I was like, because that's my jam. That's 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 you're who gonna I do am. it. You gotta yeah. do it, yeah. Um, but I don't have the courage to watch it yet because sometimes you don't. I don't always want to watch a three and a half hour breakdown of someone, someone having a, a breakdown. Sometimes that would be great entertainment, but I'm I'm not ready to watch it yet. So I'll just I'll just read it, the plot on Wikipedia. Well, that's heresy. Um, and I will hear no more of that kind of talk around here, young man. Um, <laughs> no, no plot, plots are not to be read. Um, but I don't know. I'm trying to think. Okay, maybe it's or the it's... film that that straddles the line between the. It's a it's a f- sequel to The Wicker Man and a prequel to Midsummer, and it connects oh, the two. Oh, what films. if it's what if it's it's a two parter, right? Mm-hmm. One is the day the vampires can hunt the most because it's the shortest day of the year mm-hmm. and then the opposite side is the hunters on the longest day of the year hunt the vampires the most and it's about the sort of those, those two ends of the spectrum well there. then and is it is it filmed in the style of like the night watch and stuff like that yeah yeah timmer and you Bethel and they'd both be called solstice and you don't know which one you're watching until you get in there and like yeah. you're 
and you know they're just like all the dvd covers are the same all the menus are the same it's only when you start playing it do you realize and then it'll become like a hunt no no pun intended of like people to get actual solstice volume one and solstice volume two but you know no one knows what it is yeah that's genuinely a good idea and you have um like the covers are like you know eventually you have a double feature four hour double feature and what you do is when you watch that you find out that actually they take place over like essentially the plots sort of overlap in ways that you had no idea they overlapped until you watch them like either mm-hmm. back to back or maybe even at the same time. And when time. they get, when they get Concurrently, released... Concurrently, yeah. you have to watch them at exactly, yeah, exactly. the same time to realise that the time codes on all of them yeah. are almost exactly flipped yeah. to what happens. And, when you, and if uh, you play Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, <laughs> it matches up perfectly to both. And, it, yeah. and you, they get released They get released in the same year on the solstices. There yeah, you go. that makes Pow. sense. Love it. Next. Next, we're done. Okay, so the next one is... Uh, Shrove Tuesday. We had Ash Wednesday. Hmm. Shrove Tuesday. What, what is a shrove? That's a good question, isn't it? What is a shrove? All right, what so it's shrove? about a bunch of... So it's the next film by uh, Seth Rogen, and it's about a bunch of people mm-hmm. that don't know what a, sh- a shrove is. So they decide to invent a shrove, and in their small town they invent this shrove, and it's a small creature similar to a vole. Um, and then it becomes more famous. Maybe they're like, I don't know, they're aspiring. He's like a radio DJ or something. And it becomes mm-hmm. more famous than them. And then everybody in town, that comes out once a year. And it's the first time it's come into this part of the world. And everybody in town is like pinning all their hopes for like everything's been going wrong in the town. Everybody's having a bad time. It feeds into this COVID feeling. Everybody's struggling. And all they want is for this shrove to turn up like a groundhog to tell them that everything's yeah, going to be okay. It's, it feels well, really groundhog yeah, but it's not, not a far real off, groundhog. You're not far off when I googled. Animal. So Shrove comes from Shrive, which means to pre- present oneself to a priest for confession, penance or absolution, or to assign right. penance and absolution. So this so big it's party like, when they're there expecting the Shrove to turn up is actually like mm-hmm. a big sort of village party for them all to sort of, they all meet each other, they chat to it's each like other. Stone, it's like Stone Soup, isn't it? It's maybe like the story it's, of Stone Soup. Oh, I, I don't know what that is. Oh, yes, I do. I do know what that is. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly that. And it's, But instead of instilling it, uh, the Stone Soup with each of their produce, they instill this town with each of their support and knowledge. And maybe what they found out is that they actually haven't been coming out and seeing each other regularly. They haven't been supporting each other. They've just been looking out the curtains and they haven't been bothering. They've been judging people. Hey, did you hear what happened to this person? Without ever going and asking them what happened and asking them if they're okay. So in the end, they, they shrive, the shrove never comes out, but the, the, the metaphorical shrove comes out. <laughs> <laughs> the I, the listen, it's viable. It's That's, this is why we create Slash Dupe, because... Yeah. these Anything's terrible viable. ideas are viable and they get made let's just let's not okay, forget so, that they made the sniffer into a tv series so you know we'll, we'll go from there so i've got ascension day but it could be ascension that's that feels like a really good day a really good one doesn't it oh, that fair. was that's that's actually one of mine uh oh which is well, which is which is great we so, well we've got to pitch uh, two ideas for it then um, so I guess my my original because the ascension that I've got here is like when Mary's body was ta- apparently when Mary's body was taken up um, into heaven from when she left her earthly shackles, and mm. so that's something. But I guess my that's what the thing of it. But ascension for me could be like this sort of like billions style TV series. 
Uh, oh, actually, wait. What was the one with Russell Crowe called recently? Is that called Ascension or is that called something else? Oh, maybe. Uh, I mean, I think in my mind, Ascension Day is weirdly, I think it comes from some, I mean, more recently, I know it from a science fiction of some kind. Like Ascension Day was the day they all left the Earth and went somewhere else. So I get proper sci-fi vibes from Ascension Day. So, yeah, it feels quite sci-fi, doesn't it? But how would you? What would? What sort of original story would you tell with the title Ascension Day? Is it? Is it a case of like? I don't want to go too near my other one that we had recently, but like, um, alien DNA is starting to. It's been planted in there. Like the code has been planted. Maybe scientists make a breakthrough. Maybe with the mRNA vaccine, it unlocks the alien DNA <laughs> that's been in our. I mean, this would be great for the conspiracy theories. It unlocks the, <laughs> the alien DNA that's already been hidden in our genetic mm. code, and certain people start to ascend into alien forms, mm -hmm. and then aliens come along to take them away. Well, how about so as they're ascending, there's people are like, are they angels? Are they aliens? Are they mutations? Yeah. What's happening? And these people are ascending to like a sort of better form of human. But, but there'll always be people that want to stamp that out. So actually, as these people are ascending to what appears to be objectively a fairly good thing for the human race, actually the, the end of the film is like a bunch of radicals led by a, an angry tyrant president of some kind. Let's just imagine one. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, <laughs> such a thing, it could exist. Um, and they uh, rise up and and ex and exterminate them and extinguish them and that's the end of the film um, because Done. sometimes you can't have jealousy nice can't yeah. have nice things yeah <laughs> well dumb that's that one then um, excellent the next one is Boxing Day okay there's so many I don't I I mean yeah there's so many uh, ways to go at this isn't there Boxing Day um now I'm sure there's some sort of rom-com. You know, there's always a rom-com with the t with the names of every. There's a New Year's Day and a Valentine's Day and a Christmas Day and all that. I don't mm. want to go anywhere near that, if possible. Um, Boxing Day. Oh, it's 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 um, like you know, like Meet the Fockers star had like two, you know, like two huge like warring families, right? And it's like they all the the couple get their entire family at like a massive manor house. And they don't like each other. And it's supposed to be over Christmas to bring the families together so they can all hang out. But it just ends up being that the probably the two fathers in the family box each other on Boxing Day. Um, <laughs> like they, no, like they spend, these, like, they spend the their entire time like... Called. So there's going to be like 10 of these films. For some reason, it keeps making money. Yeah. Like Grown Ups mm. and yeah, Meet the yeah, Parents what, and then and Yeah, the what was the one with um, Mark Wahlberg, wasn't it? Like Yeah, Daddy's the, Home, yeah. right? Exactly. Daddy's so Home, yeah. One of these so it's like that. Just, so actually, at the end of each they, one, there's a boxing match, isn't there? Yeah, and they spend their entire instead of, but actually, what they do, like, they spend their entire time like building a boxing ring outside, and it's actually the families do actually come together to like make the ring, Naturally. like, yeah, like, yeah, all the and when like they that. box so each other, the fathers... they really don't want to actually hurt each other. They've actually come to like each other. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, basically, but but then one of them slips on some bird poo or whatever from a previous scene. No, no, they definitely they both up there they knock each other out, out, don't they? Yeah. That's what happens. They both yeah. throw one punch at each other, knock each other out, and then 
that's the and then and then it's a draw like, anyway. Then you've got Boxing Day two, and it's like yeah, it's the kids now. Boxing Day round two. Come on, oh, Sean. Oh my god, of course. Come on. That's it. Yeah. Oh, that's too good, isn't it? Um, that's great. What's the poster? <laughs> it's the it's the kids of them, isn't it? It's, it's it's no 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 no. It's the two fathers going face to face, and then the two like wives or whatever are holding up a round two and a round six. So it's twenty sixth of. So it's like the twenty sixth of um, December. For Boxing Day. For Boxing Day. Yeah, that's pretty good. Love it. Great. Right. Let's move on because we can't top that. <laughs> um, my final one, and I saved it to last, <laughs> is Trinity. Yes. Trinity. The Trinity. Help. I cracked the IRSD base. Um, yeah, I always thought you were mad. Uh, that has that has to happen. So this is I'm gonna I'm gonna have to rule on this and say it's a Matrix prequel, obviously. Um, okay. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, there was a dash of Trinity in the Animatrix. We saw a dash of Trinity in that. We yeah. saw a pop up here and there. I really liked the Animatrix. Yeah, that was cool, mm. wasn't it? Really right at the them. sort of. A, like the just the beginning of mixed media sort of sort of stuff like that yeah especially what, what was the game what was the game that went with into the matrix and then into you had the path of neo later on yeah man yeah. i listen they were crap but i loved them and i still love them i was into yeah. it i was into yeah it. i, I love them I was bullet into time my world yeah totally um the old the old sweep sweep of the feet and punch him in the stomach and they go flying a classic classic yeah. classico do the old wall run with a flip. Oh, man. Yep. Who doesn't love a wall run with a flip? Um, I was all over Into the Matrix. I absolutely adored it. Um, I used to... Oh, God. I used to, just as a, as a horrible tangent, in the swimming pool in Aylesbury, it had a, a circular lazy river. And so I used to w- turn on my side and run with my feet against the wall as the lazy river pushed me along <laughs> like I was in the Matrix and then flip at the end. <laughs> Oh man! There, oh, listen, man. There's, there wasn't a single person like around between our ages that didn't weren't influenced by the Matrix in a major way, right? Even if they don't realise it. Um, a Trinity prequel, I I don't even know. It would do well, wouldn't it? It would do well, it, absolutely. First of all, I'm not sure who would play Carrie Anne Moss, a young Carrie Anne Moss. I genuinely don't know. I'm sure we'll get to it, mm-hmm. but probably Heidi Moneymaker, wouldn't it? She's she does all the stunt work for those guys anyway. Yeah, well, she'd do the stunt work, but like with respect to uh, stunt women turned actors, um, you would need a Carrie Anne Moss level actor for this, right? You'd oh, need... it would probably be. Uh, it would either be Gina Gina Carano, um, the woman who who played Cara June. Oh for... yeah, I know Gina Carano, but again, I'm I'm not feeling like. They, they they do represent a similar androgynous quality that Trinity held, which, by the way, is quite interesting to, to watch the Wachowski's career, both personal and, and professional, um, and to see how um, non-gendered the Matrix is, by the way, and how sort of like completely and utterly sort of um, uh, non-gender specific and like... It's just really fascinating to watch a film that early on in, in cinema that was so open without ever having to sort of um be the point of the film so if i so for okay this so this is what i would do with the trinity prequel this is what i would do with the matrix sequel as well so i'm technically throwing my pitch in here but you make it absolutely um non-gender specific every single role it's irrelevant in the script whether anyone's a man or a woman or identifies as, as 
any of anything else and then you cast it according to whoever you want it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if it's um uh, you know it doesn't matter who turns up you don't have so to what, pick what the roles. happens what happens in trinity uh you would have to have her crack in the irsd base i don't even know if the irsd base is a thing but you would have to have that as thing as in as in the irs well, I don't know what it... Let's give it a quick Google. I don't know. That's just... The, I remember every line from The Matrix. Um, so <laughs> that's what he says it when she... It into your vernacular, They're in it? the nightclub and um, mm. the Rob Zombie tune in the background after we followed the White Rabbit. Um, and she says, her, she says she's Trinity and he says the Trinity, the one that cracked the IRSD base. Um, now, it might not be IRSD. It might be something that sounds like that. Um, just got stuck in your head yeah uh, the irsd base irsd base yeah exactly internal revenue services database so mm. it's fascinating that there is an irsd base in the matrix so their internal revenue service would be a level of control within a level of control wouldn't it so there's something more, it's really more the agents is how the agents control the people isn't it how the machines control the people right? so it's like you track into so you can actually even roll backwards to like this sort of 90s tech era matrix 90s tech era world america um and then you play with surveillance and tracking and all the sorts of things that are happening now but via a very sort of flip phone 90s sort of vibe and you have Trinity, yeah. um, the big hack, the big set piece at the end is the IRSD base. And, and that's because that's the thing that, you know, Neo knows her for. You know, he knows her from this one big hack. So it must have been significant enough in the hacker circles. And maybe you learn more about hacker circles. I mean, what's fascinating about now is we, we now know more about the hacker circles. We know more about how these things work. Neo was almost like a lone hacker. We never saw a network. We never saw, although theoretically that's what they are in the Matrix in the real world, right? They're the crew, the ship, all hackers of a kind. Um, but you don't we've see set this them off. Of, we've set them off now. This no, is, yeah, <laughs> I love the Matrix. Gone, Matrix. This, set in, off. this in Matrix world of <laughs> hackers, the right? So they're free. <laughs> they know it's not real, but they have to stay there to be on the inside. So they choose not to be free. Right, like stuff like that. Like that would be cool, wouldn't it? This 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 group of hackers that work with Trinity that have chosen the difficult life to not be free, um, and she maybe brings them like pictures and emblems and things from the real world and effigies, and and then you really have an interesting discussions about you know reality versus simulation and and all sorts of other things. So. That's genuinely good. Let's cut that out and let me pitch, What's genuinely it? pitch a Matrix prequel <laughs> at some point. Um, so, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's my five. Um, and it's a clear cut for me, to be honest. Um, Solstice. <laughs> Purely because I loved, the, I loved the Nightwatch books mm. and, like, the films, the films were... They didn't quite do everything that I wanted them to do after reading the books. And, um, and I feel like we could do something here. Mm. And I love the idea of the the time code playing against each other, and that that feels that feels like the level of geekery that I would be happy <laughs> making a film. About. See, I quite I quite Nightwatch was the first film that I saw that had like reactive subtitles when people were speaking in other languages. Like they would be part of like they would yeah. disappear as like a truck went by or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think you know they were done again by Tony Scott in Man of Fire. Yeah, yeah, so they've um, been used a few times. But yeah, you're right. Nightwatch yeah. is the first time I watched a film where the subtitles seem sort of baked in and part of the story. 
Yeah. Um, I wonder whether I didn't like the films because they didn't finish. Yeah, they did Nightwatch and Daywatch. And Daywatch, I think, mm. suffered from having like a smaller budget, I think. Um, which yeah. you can always tell is like the decline of a series. And then and they, they didn't finish it. And I, I never read the f- books. And I can see how the films can be underwhelming. But I definitely loved um, that sort of... Because I think he's a Russian, or a Ukrainian or Russian director. Mm-hmm. And he really has that. He ha- has like a sort of... Brutalist eye, didn't he? Yeah, he had a really sort of different vibe and a different approach to directing. And I think it, it felt really... The energy was odd, Really great it? for a zombie. Yeah, it was like, like a... Uh, what's it, a council estate blade? <laughs> yeah, it was, wasn't it? That's, yeah, yeah, welfare blade. Yeah, yeah it yeah. totally was, wasn't it? <laughs> but like, I loved it for that. Yeah, but maybe, yeah, ma- maybe that. we need to. Uh, maybe this is this is in the same universe. Maybe this is like uh, you know, it carries on the story for you, Dan. You know, <laughs> yay. <laughs> Taken on my five, which is now four, because we've already had Ascension in from Dan. Sells rhyme. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag stolen. Um, so when these came across, when this theme came across my desk, I was uh, visiting our nan, who is a deeply religious lady. And I just wondered, and then I was looking through the days and I didn't want to have like, you know how we've, you know, we took Shrove Tuesday, but we haven't got like pancake day um wearing a cheese hat day but yes we didn't have any of the obscure ones did we yeah we wanted ones that sort of sounded like titles so i was like Mm -hmm. nan give me the cool ones give me the cool sounding (laughs) religious holidays right you know um obviously ash wednesday was one of them so i've got a good one here maybe it's tacks on to some of the other themes we're talking about our lady's feast oh 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 now, is it, I know it's just me, but my brain went porno. So. No, no. Um, Queen of the Damned is no, where my brain went. Yeah, like, so, okay, so not porno, but like, you know, what was that film? It wasn't Excalibur, but I'm getting it confused with that. It was like one of these films that like, I think John Do you just Warner mean Arthur? It? No, it was one of those like classic um sort of swords and sandals films but it was like a bit filthy and it was a bit raunchy and it was a little bit sort of it wasn't funny but it was like one of those films that like how do they get it by the censors but like you know that's i'm sort of getting something like that like a little bit of like a sort of latter day game of thrones like a sort of not quite game of thrones but like one of those films before they you know rewrote the laws for how to tighten up Mm. cinema and stuff like that well, kind of like maybe like a Heather's type of American school zombie thing. So not not Heather's, but he- like Heather's, but with zombies. Mm. I don't know if you've seen Heather's. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a great. Point. Um, but like a like a like a um, t- American high school, but maybe their their um school is called um, Our Lady's Feast. What's the title? Our, Our Lady's, Lady's Feast. Feast. Do you know what I mean? Like I'll a cut private the bit out where school. you say, what's the title? What's the title? Because I have no <laughs> idea. Um, no, maybe it's... Or, or maybe it could be a British... I'll also cut the bit out where I say it should be a porno sitting. so that we don't lose all of our... all of our religious Probably. guests. Um, yeah, especially since this is religious. <laughs> so maybe it's a, a British... a British high school. Yeah. Uh, like a St. Trinian's Cross with Walking Dead or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, that's wicked. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Uh, Love it. 
So we had done. next to you. We level. had ascension. That was the other one. So what links with the ascension? With the ascension is the assumption. So oh, assumption gosh. is your title. Like that. Assumption. That's like interesting. That. I didn't even know that was a religious holiday. Um, I mean, you have the two of them: the ascension and the assumption. Likes to tell me. Yeah. Um, assumption. God, that's so nebulous, isn't it? Yeah. So it, assumption, I've got. Are a sort we of t- making an assumption, or yeah. are we, you know, taking of power it, is what I've, I've. Yeah, got. that's the one. It's the taking of power, isn't it? So maybe, maybe it's a mixture of the two. Maybe it's like um, a political thing, um, but like a mafia, but non-mafia. What's the What's the Netflix series with um, that's about that? Like with two trying to get power. What's oh, the one with Jason Bateman, you mean? Yeah. Ozark. Oh, maybe you're thinking of something else. But it's an Ozark-type no, show is sort of what you're talking about, I think, as well. This sort of... It's kind of, well, it's kind of a bit more glam than that. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like it's somewhere between, like... It's a serious it's a serious but not serious thing where there's these, like, two conglomerates that are trying to vie for more money. And we're making assumptions about both of them, but it's also the assumption mm. of power between them. And it's like um like a modern day Game of Thrones, but played out in like a boardroom. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think thing. I can see like, that. I remember a film that like I can't tell if I love it or hate it, but it's called Duplicity. Um and it's like a sort of yeah, with, corporate espionage with, type film. Yeah. With Paul Giamatti. Clive Owen. Clive Owen and Clive Owen and I'm gonna yeah. rewatch that, you know. That was like I listen, I even like the tourist. I like with these films that people don't like if they've got like because I can tell the vibe that they're trying to put off even if they don't maybe never pull it off right. Duplicity had like a had a bit of a sexy Ocean's Eleven type vibe to it, didn't it? Um, okay, I can see that, but but that's assumption is quite that's been by far the toughest one I think if I may say. I think you had a great idea, Dan. But like, if anyone's listening, and I'm mainly talking, let's be yeah, honest, I'm mainly help. talking to Taj. But if if anyone's listening. <laughs> But if anyone's listening and they want to rival Taj's idea that he'll have for a for a, for a assumption, um, then I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing it in the comments because because that's a tough one. It really is. The more nebulous, the more yeah. difficult. I think. Mm. Okay, uh, I think it's, so. We're going to go one step even more further than that. Solemnity. Oh gosh. Hmm. You didn't they're get all, the brief all, to make all these quite, easy all, or fun. Words though, with like, they're all words with gravitas, aren't they? In they the, are. From, you know. Solemnity. Mm. The state or quality of being serious yeah. and dignified. Yeah, well, maybe it's a, maybe it's a, um, an old school, so like a medieval um, telling of a tale of a young child being taken to be coronated and the testing of this young child on the way um as he visits or they visit um various villages um like judging whether someone's a witch or you know like like the 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 test like making sure he's as wise as david whether he has the solemnity Mm. to be a king yeah that's good and we get to see him form and like the advisors secretly thinking, well, if if, if yeah. this person doesn't pass the tests, then we're going to have to figure a way to get rid of him in some way, and you know, and the family. And then also them trying to shape the king in to for to advance their own means. Yeah. I love that. So we see like someone advising yeah. that they should 
drown the witch because that you know they've got an agenda yeah, yeah. or whatever. All right, it's an old black it's... and white Tarkovsky film. Then that's it. It's an old Russian sort of Tarkovsky version of that. That's you know. Uh, I to me it's sort of it maybe it's the soul part of it, but like I sort of saw it being like a spa, like a sci-fi sort of like film. Well, Solemnity similar is to a good name similar for to a, a spaceship, so that you know. Yeah. Well. Maybe mm-hmm. we fuse the two, and it's uh, it's about uh, the emperor of uh, like a sort of Dune style world. The emperor is being crowned, and they have to go to all the different Having... worlds that they they own, and and sort of. Uh, and make judgments yeah. as they go. Yeah, yeah, I and like that. And, and then you've got the, then you can have all the different um, sort of tribes mm. trying to like their leaders and their ambassadors trying to influence the king or the emperor yeah. as they go. Yeah, yeah, cool. And maybe an assassination attempt at some point or whatever. Yeah, of course. Got to have one of those for the trailer. Got to have one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Here's uh, I've got two. I've got two a little bit bonkers ones. Right. Mm-hmm. I wonder what you. What I feel you like make. you've given us five already. These are incredibly tough ones. They feel like you've. They feel each of them has the yeah, energy, takes the energy of two. I mean, it's it's good that though. It's good that that means both your pictures yeah, have like their, are worth two films in every single <laughs> one of them. Uh, okay, this one, shout of Dolores, which is. Are you kidding? Shout out! Shout out to your to to grandma to my nan to your nan <laughs> shout out to my nan, but shout of Dolores is one of them. Wow. I'll tell you what this actually is afterwards because it's pretty cool. Could almost be a film in itself. Okay, this is this is a sci-fi, and it's an ancient artifact, um, and it's set in a world that is definitely like Dune. In that it's like a lot of traveling uh, nomadic tribes that are trying to search for this um, artifact, the Shout of Dolores, which they believe will bring their tribe something something i guess it's like it's an energy creator or it drives off um a drives off like the worms for example maybe it is set in the dune world um it feels like a a duny kind of thing and actually when they find it it's a text it's a phrase Mm. that that whoever says it properly it may be then they're all disappointed that they found this text and someone reads it properly and unlocks their mind because like that kind of level of that's cool sci-fi. yeah that's definitely like a, adapted from a brandon sanderson's type fantasy book or something right yeah, exactly, about this yeah, yeah i saw uh, yeah i love that i also sort of love like because i've watched i've been watching a bit of motherland fort salem that's interesting they do an interesting thing with voices in that i'd really recommend that dan if you haven't seen it like it's it's a it's a cool show yeah. i'm watching it with marico mm. um it's not spectacular, but it's got like yeah, it's got some really interesting ideas in it. Um, and also, we need a cinematic version of the Fuss Rodar from Skyrim. You know, no one is it, only in Skyrim. Well, they are I making they are making a the... Skyrim. What's that? TV series, aren't they? They are making a Skyrim TV series. Are they? Who's in charge of that? Is it is it Netflix taking that on, or is it someone else? Because I think it might be Amazon. Because it's fascinating to use the voice and to use these 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 you know texts to. Uh, to channel a type of magic so yeah it's awesome oh no sorry Net- netflix is rumored to be developing the elder scrolls into a, a film so you know that when that first fuss rodar happens it's going to be epic <laughs> it has to be epic <laughs> yeah i like that um Dan. so to, to actually tell you um what the shout of dolores is because i found this quite interesting it was uh the it was a priest in Mexico who rang his church bells and gave a fiery speech demanding freedom from Spain and ended it 
with Viva Mexico. And that was the sort of the beginning of their war of independence. And um, and so now every year the uh, Mexican president rings that bell and shouts Viva Mexico. Ah, cool. So it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool. I sort of see it as like a like an Alfred Molina, like playing this sort of priest. Who of would then give is. this amazing, you know, because Alfred Molina's got that gravitas to give it's this like, amazing where is he from? speech at the end. Where is he from? He's from all nations, Alfred Molina, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> He's non-specific to any particular nation. I love it. All right, you've and got, the last you've got one, one more for me, haven't you? I've got the last You've got one more for one. us. And this one is... Yeah. I feel like it's just for Dan, though, because he's kicking out these This is Chris Mahana Wanzakan. Yep. On Chris go, Mahana Kwanzaa Dan. That's what it is. Chris Mahana Wanza Kwanzaa Dan. So it's Kwanzaa, basically. It's Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and Ramadan, all squashed into one word. Did you make that thanks up? To Urban, thanks to Urban Dictionary. Okay. When's it celebrated? Thanks, Michael? Urban Dictionary. The Urban Dictionary must have the date that... The... A combination of the main holiday uh-huh. terms for Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and Ramadan. But it's, but it's to be great, used so it's in this age of, of correctness, where people may be offended by wishing one person in a seasonal greeting, but leaving another person out, thereby offending their race or creed. Right. Thank you, Urban Dictionary. Yeah. Um, okay. So it's um, a wedding that's happening um, during this, pe- this period. And it just so happens that through some circumstance, the people getting married, their parents are of each of two different religions and their grandparents are of two different mm. religions bringing okay. eight different religions i think yep. no in fact that would be more wouldn't it be 10 12 different religions into the mix and they all have to somehow make their wedding appropriate for all of their relatives without offending any of the others and it's uh, a hilarious comedy of yeah and and it's wonderfully ethnically yeah. It's the next My Big Fat Greek Wedding or whatever. It's the next low micro-budget film that takes the world by storm. Yeah, Yeah. I love it. And at the end, they realise that they shouldn't please everybody. Just go off and get married on your own. Doesn't matter. And also, they're all saying the same thing anyway, which is that, you know, everyone should love Love each other and have a great time. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I like it. There you go. Um, All right. That was good. I would would say... um, I'd say my favourite is probably the sprawling uh, galaxy-based epic of a young king, to be king, if he can step up to be the man that they need him to be while these political uh, webs are weaved around him by his advisors. I'm enjoying mm. watching Ryan flounder. So now, now he knows what it's like <laughs> to try and round something up. Um, hey, that was that from for a first go. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, I just, we, I just wanted the audience to 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 know that I was what I witnessed, what I saw with my eyes, was not was the same as what I heard through my ears. <laughs> <laughs> there was the look of, of loss and being lost and the swan it's the swan isn't it <laughs> the underwater, underwater. but a calmness away. where you'll hear on the podcast and yeah <laughs> but thanks for that right yeah <laughs> Great.
great. So that was there was 15 pitches overall, if you include May Day as well. Uh, 15 very quick pitches, quick synopses. Um, the, okay, yes, the Trinity one went on for quite a while. But if you want to see Sean's <laughs> Trinity prequel, then you just have to tap on Warner Brothers' window. Just let them know that Sean's out here with his, with his treatment ready. Um, so names, words, names for things, <laughs> they're odd. They're odd, man. So here at Slash Duke, we like to you know, give them another, an extra layer um, and, and, and sort of pull them out of what we're used to hearing them as. And, and we had some amazing pitches over Solstice, Boxing Day. That Boxing Day was one of my favourites. Um, Shrove <laughs> Tuesday, uh, Pancake. We had a couple of stripper stories in there. Um, we everything, everything, um, everything that you that you like. So uh, so yes, but we're looking for for your ideas at, at home. If you if you if you think of your own holidays, if if a words pass you by and you think, God damn, that would make a good film, then let us know. What what can they do, Ryan? And 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 let us know if there are any um, in another language that trans that translate. Like I think that's one thing we guess we didn't we didn't do. But if there's like a one word holiday in, in um, that's celebrated in another part of the world in a different language, what's that rough English? Like I'm sure it's not called the Shout of Dolores, is it? In in in, <laughs> in Mexico. But come and find us at slash dupe and that is everywhere we have conquered google's seo so you just got a google slash dupe and we are everything that comes up you can find us on instagram facebook and twitter as well let us know what those one word holidays are yeah perfect and uh we might even um might even use uh any ideas that you come up with might make it as a wild card. Mm. Or if one of these were brilliant, vote them in. Yeah. We might put it as a wild card because we've come to the end of Heat 3 this time, haven't we? We've mm-hmm. wrapped up our last six, so uh, at some point soon we'll be having to get a, an adjudicator in to um, work out, I oh, can't wait for our elevator pitches. This we've had an elevator and we've had by the, yeah. by the, by so, the free so, snacks. Yeah, we? so we're about to come up to our, our third, the end of our third Heat. We've had, we've had two adjudicator specials so far where the six previous ideas... Um, get boiled down to one uh and the first one we we went hard with ben scrivenin um filmmaker video game creator editor bafta editor um he came in and he wanted us to pitch like we were in an elevator giving an elevator pitch mm. uh, and then we pitched our final ideas you know in his office in the in the office of a <laughs> of a hot shot producer probably with the accent that ryan yeah. had earlier on hey hey tots hey. or whatever tell me about your tell films, about your films. <laughs> Um, oh, it feels less special now. You both can do it. <laughs> we can't. We couldn't do it as good as you. Um, and then the second one, the second uh, uh, heat we had, we had the Pearsons, James and Rosie Pearson of Pearson cornered Casting. by the canapes, cornered by the canapes as a sort of post that was show. Wicked. That was great, wasn't it? A sort of a little bit more <laughs> dipping into Dan's world, maybe a sort of post show <laughs> pitch um, in the corner of uh, of a busy room, uh, a networking type event. I even have chills thinking about the show that we did based on that i get flashbacks um it was gross <laughs> it was, the pearsons have just um they've just o- o- opened up a branch in um new york as well so they're taking over broadway so oh, it's, it's quite a- extraordinary the work they're doing it's so amazing. maybe we'll get to go over to new york and corner them there yeah well. literally corner them by the canapes yeah and you can listen you can listen to that episode you can find the pearsons um at pearson casting uh, and you can listen to that episode uh, on Spotify, Apple, wherever. That's our second adjudicator. 
indicator heat. Uh, and we've reached the end of this quarter. Uh, so yeah, the, the end of this quarter will lead directly to uh, what's coming up, which will be our next adjudicator episode. And we are really excited for you at home to uh, to listen to it. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a nice surprise. But hopefully, we'll live up to the uh, to the previous two bars set so high. <laughs> so yeah, so so listen along. Uh, we will eventually, at the end of the season, we'll be making a trailer out of the one single winning idea. One idea will will rise above the rest from this entire season that we're, we're now halfway through, uh, over halfway through, um, one will rise out and we'll make it into a trailer. I don't know how and I don't know when, um, but uh, that's, it's an exciting challenge that we're looking forward to. And we really get to, I mean, it's been a little while since we've made something uh, like that and we get to pool our resources and, and really sort of just have fun. Um, but what makes it extra special um, is knowing that the final vote comes from you listening at home. So everybody listening gets a chance to, when it comes to the final, help us uh, pick the film that we will be making into a trailer. And we can't think of anything more fun. You haven't got a script for this, have you? <laughs> we can't think of... I'm just genuinely... The, the, I have written some of it down, but the fear and reality of making a trailer out of whatever the audience picks has... Uh, has 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 taken all my ability to form words away. Right. So thanks, Dan. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, it's been a thank you a fun uh, bonus episode on the May Day Bank Holiday. I don't really know how to wrap it up. Uh, we look forward to. We'll see. You, we'll see you next time. Mm. Like. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Done. That, leave, leave That's that in. how much we care about you at home. Is just that we just just there you go. What more do you want? Go and listen to another episode. That episode that you haven't listened to yet, you know, the one you're halfway through and you gave up on, just go back and listen to the rest of it. That's what you can do. Yeah, my, my pitch is probably amazing in that and it always and comes always at the are. end. So, you know. So, uh, yeah. I, uh, I've, got some, I've, I've got something to add just before we go. Um, I, I really genuinely want to thank everybody listening to this because uh, we love coming together and chatting. We do it anyway. Um, we love films. Uh, we didn't know that anybody would also appreciate those two things combined. So the fact that people like the format of Slash Shoot, the fact that they come back and listen to us, the fact that our guests seem to have so, uh, seem to enjoy themselves and seem to value the time that they spend here, it means the world to us. Um, I've been told by a few people that um, this isn't the kind of podcast that as soon as it comes out, our numbers spike. We find that people are setting aside the time to go back and listen to previous episodes. And, and they, I've had a few people tell me I'm going to sit down and have a glass of wine. And literally, I've had a few people tell me they're going to sit down with a glass of wine and listen to Slash Duke, which is a real genuine honor that it's that, you know, it's like a some, someone, it's one person's bath time uh, podcast, which uh, I've, I can't imagine this person, you know, wiggling around in the bath naked whilst listening to us bang on about film pitches. But... <laughs> Um, but it is. So, so I just deeply want to thank um, everybody listening um, and every guest that's been on our podcast and especially to the two of you as well for making this such a, an enjoyable experience that, um, that we will do until one of us dies and then we'll unceremoniously replace that person with somebody else. It's probably going to be you, Ryan, isn't it, that goes first, judging by your, <laughs> judging by your lifestyle. Um, 
but then then we'll get someone else in and then we'll probably ride out until that let's be honest that person will die dan and i are going to last a long time um and then we'll stop making slash tube so up until that point we're gonna we're gonna keep going. So those so those virgins you guys sacrifice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Oh, so thanks everyone.